It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Be sure to check out the Mock Draft every day this week on Locked On NFL. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow Locked On NFL on Spotify. And today, we're actually going to give you a little bit of a preview. Later in the show, we're going to play a clip from the first episode of the Mock Draft Special to give you a little bit of a taste. It's a really fun exercise, and we have a network of NFL hosts, and we have a network of college hosts. And so to provide you with unique perspective on all of that stuff, that's what this is here for you to enjoy. I mean, when you have the Cincinnati Bengals making a pick, we got locked on Bengals. We got the draft dudes. We've got locked on NFL drafts. We've got locked on LSU. We've got so many ways to come at this and offer analysis that if you are someone who is sports crazed and you are right now sports deprived, this is the thing for you. And you can check it out. We'll give you that little bit of a preview later. But then go to Spotify, do your thing, go to iTunes, wherever you find podcasts. Go check out the special. I don't want to spend the whole show on that. We have to talk some Packers. And I want to talk about, once again, the NFL draft. What else is there to talk about right now? And it is something that we've discussed in the past. Last week, we spent a number of days talking about potential trade-down opportunities in Desmond King. And then in The Athletic, Shio Kapadia went down a list of teams that he thought were either trade-up or trade-down candidates. And he pegged the Packers as a trade-up candidate. Matt Schneidman, who covers the Packers at The Athletic, agreed with this idea that the Packers were a potential trade-up candidate in this draft. And before we get to options, here's why this makes sense. This is something the New Orleans Saints have been doing for years now. They aggressively attack the draft with a player or a position in mind. And the Packers were the beneficiary two years ago. 
They trade up for Marcus Davenport. Green Bay gets a future first-round pick, and they still get the opportunity to draft Jair Alexander. Brian Gutekunst, in two years, in two drafts, has actually traded up in the first round twice. He did it in the Jair Alexander draft because you trade down with Seattle, and then you have to trade. You trade down with New Orleans, and then you trade back up with Seattle to get Jair Alexander. Last year, you trade up from 30 to 21 to get Darnell Savage. Traded up twice, traded down once. Now, one of those trade-ups came after a trade down, and this is not an Abbott and Costello bit. Uh, that is still a trade-up. Now, it, it ultimately nets out as a trade down, but Brian Gutekunst knew, we have to assume, he knew when he was trading down, to trade that far down in the first round, that to get a player that he really liked, he would have to move back up. Now, he, at the time, had ammunition to do that and pulled the trigger. Same thing in 2019, you move up because you have an extra fourth-round pick. You're able to package two fourth-round picks with the 30th pick and get up to 21 to make that happen. Brian Gutekinds has been aggressive in addressing positions that he's felt the team has needs it. And when you look at this draft, everyone seems to agree about the top three guys. Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, in some order. Green Bay, likely does not have a shot at those players. Not the point. There is a discrepancy of opinion about who wide receiver four is. And a team that has Justin Jefferson at four might have Denzel Mims at 10. And the the next team might have Denzel Mims at four and Justin Jefferson at eight. There is such a wide variance here that it's hard to peg where these guys are going to go. Some teams are going to love T. Higgins. Some teams are not. Some teams are going to love Jalen Rager. Some teams are not. There is no consensus because the types are so different. I mean, how do you compare Michael Pittman Jr. at 6'4", 220-plus to Jalen Rager at 5'11", 195? I mean, how do you compare those guys? It's so, it's, it's so much about specific preferences. So if you want one particular guy, so I look at this draft and I see Justin Jefferson. To me, he's the second best receiver in this draft. Ahead of Jerry Judy, ahead of Henry Ruggs, ahead of Jalen Rager, ahead of Denzel Mims, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, all those guys. So I think he is a top 15, top 12 even type player. He's young, ultra productive, tested well, high character guy, played on the biggest stage at LSU, played in the biggest games against the best competition, and was extremely productive. Fits the Packers offense, ideal in so many ways for what they need and what they want to do. I would understand saying, we think this guy is special. We think this guy is different. And though it is a deep draft, there are usually very few unique players in a draft. There are very few top 15 players. So even though this is a deep receiver class, and it is, you're not going to get a top 15 talent at 30. You're just not. And when you look at the draft value chart, at least the traditional draft value chart, you look at, you know, if you think a guy is the 12th best player in the draft, that's worth 
1,200 points, according to the board. Now, the 30th pick is worth 620 points, according to the board, which means that actually to get a player who is the 12th best player, the draft value chart says a future first, if you think it is also the 30th or 31st pick, is worth moving up to 12 from 30. So maybe you only have to move up to 21. Maybe you only have to convince the Eagles to move back. And maybe they don't love Justin Jefferson. And, you know, Michael Kist, who covers the Eagles, has some, he's a, a, an NFL draft buff and a podcast host and, and a really smart guy when it comes to football. He has made the case that Justin Jefferson may be not the type that we think he is, maybe not the fit that we think he is with the Eagles. Maybe they'd rather get the picks. Maybe they feel like their roster needs some more help. And Green Bay, if they offer a third to get up to 21, you get 30 and and the Packers' third-round pick, that that's enough to get you up there. You're jumping Minnesota. You're jumping New Orleans. You're jumping Baltimore. You're jumping a lot of teams who could otherwise be in the market for a receiver. And it would be worth it to me because you could be sitting there at 30 and, yes, Look, I love Michael Pittman Jr. I love Brandon Ayuk. And if you sit there at 30, maybe one of those guys falls to you. I'm content to sit at 30 and say Rager, Ayuk, Pittman, you know, Joshua Jones, Ezra Cleveland, one of those guys is going to be there. And so let me just hang tight. But if you think, as I do, that Justin Jefferson is a special player or that whoever, whoever you're going to go up to get, maybe you think it's Josh Jones. I would, I would move up if you're going to move up. It's for a receiver. But if you're going to move up because you think a player is special, because you think that they elevate your team, it makes sense to do in a draft, even a deep draft at receiver, in a year where you feel like you can compete for a Super Bowl and where you have so many other need positions filled through free agency. They signed an offensive tackle. They signed a linebacker. And they signed another receiver, a guy who is going to play a lot of big slot, who's going to do a lot of things that a move tight end would otherwise do. They're going to get two pass catchers in the offseason, which was what their stated goal was. I do not subscribe to the theory that this team is full of holes, that they're leaky, that they need to they need to maximize, they need to trade down and get all the draft assets that they can because they need so many things that to, to not maximize the number of picks you could take would be a dereliction of duty. And I am someone who is, generally speaking, pro trade down. Generally, in theory, in philosophical terms, I believe the more bites at the apple, the better. The more top 100 picks you can get, the better. The more top 50 picks, the better. And if there's a scenario where you can glean an extra top 50 pick and now you have two, great, let's do it. But I also believe that superstars win games. And and on defense, yes, completeness is important. But on offense, you need stars. Scheme is great. And scheme can scheme around weakness. And that's true. But on third and eight, you need someone who can get you eight. It's much tougher to scheme up on third down or in the red zone or in the playoffs. You need playmakers. You need guys who can do the thing. We just saw that from the Chiefs. Frankly, we saw it from the 49ers. They've got playmakers. So if you're going to trade up to get that one guy, and you're really not giving up that much. You know, it's not like you move up to 10 
you move up to 12. No, you're moving up to 21 to get a player you think is the 12th best guy in the draft. That's why you move up. You don't move up from 30 to 21 to take the 21st best player. You move from 30 to 21 because you're taking the 10th best player, the 12th best player, the 14th best player on your board. That's when you move up. And it might not have to be even that big. You know, Seattle has moved out of their initial first-round draft slot for eight straight years. And the last two of those have been with Green Bay. Those scenarios that we laid out, 18 and 19, the Packers moved up thanks to Seattle moving down. You can jump Baltimore at 28. You can jump Tennessee at 29. Each could be looking at receivers. And the Packers have a little bit of a Ravens mole, Milt Hendrickson, who's going to know what kind of players Baltimore is going to like. They're going to be in a market for a receiver. And if there is someone coming in there, Seattle might say, hey, look, give us that fourth round pick. We'll move from 27 to 30, and you can get the guy that you like. We, you can get the guy that you think is the 18th best, the 20th best player in the draft. Those are scenarios that make sense. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right we have a special treat for you on today's podcast we're going to play the first portion of the 2020 locked on nfl mock draft special this project is the culmination of every host on the Locked On Podcast Network's NFL channel and many of the hosts on the college channel, including me. It includes insights from the Draft Network, from the host of Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes. And this mock isn't a predictive mock, which is important to know. The hosts aren't selecting who they think the team will come away with in April. They're picking who they want their team to select on draft day. So there will be trades. There will be surprises. Our college host provided player profiles of all of the guys selected in this mock draft. And all 32 teams are featured, even the teams without first round selections. The mock draft special started on Friday, April 10th and is airing all the way through Friday, April 17th. So you can go back and listen to old episodes. Be sure to subscribe to Locked on NFL on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you don't miss a show. And if you do, just go back into the archive. Couldn't be easier. So without further ado, here is a clip from the 2020 Locked on NFL Draft Mock Draft Special. They've been playing the game their entire life. From the playground. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. I'm drafting number one. Maybe. To their high school. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go, baby. To the university. We have 95 players here, so accomplished as athletes in high school, 
We gave them full scholarships to the best football program in the country. Now, their lives are about to change forever. Become your mom's favorite player? Whoa. This is Locked On NFL, and this is the Locked On Podcast Network Mock Draft. Welcome to the 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. Brian Peacock here alongside former NFL scout Matt Williamson. We will take you through the first round plus in a network-wide mock draft. All 32 teams represented, even those without first-round picks. Hosts making picks for the teams they cover. Our friends from the college side of the network with profiles on each one of these prospects that get selected in the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special, why they are considered worthy of first-round selections, and analysis from my co-host, Matt Williamson, as well as draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, and the Locked On NFL Draft crew, Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak. If you're listening to this kickoff episode on a team-specific podcast, you can follow along all week, every pick, throughout round one, on the Locked On NFL channel, teams are talking trades, so you may not know exactly where your team ends up selecting. We'll conclude this draft next Friday, checking in with those teams in round two who didn't select in the opening stanza, some of which might jump into round one before it's all finished, and recapping everything that went down all week long. Matt, I'm pumped. Are you ready to do this thing? I'm very ready to do this thing. This is a very cool event. I think people will enjoy it. We've had so many new subscribers since last year that didn't get to enjoy it. So you're in for a treat. You're in for a wild ride and a really well put together whole situation here starting right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was one of the most popular. It was the most popular show on the NFL side of the network last year. And I expect it to be even bigger and better. And the way things are right now in the world and wherever you are listening to this podcast, I hope you are well. And I hope this is something fun for you to listen to all week long. Matt, as the Cincinnati Bengals go on the clock with the opening selection in the Locked On NFL mock draft, you've been through this. What are teams doing in preparation the final days and minutes leading up to the first pick for those specific teams? Well, this year, who the heck knows? I mean, (laughs) I'm sure that there's things like, you know, the the electronics or the IT people are coming to everyone's homes to make sure everything works, checking, double-checking, doing all that kind of stuff. We mentioned before, you know, maybe you could run mock drafts in terms of let's try to just do a a whole walkthrough basically of how this thing's going to work. If we're going to make a trade, who's in charge of calling this team, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, in in the olden days and the not 2020 draft, most of the hay is in the barn really a day or two before the draft. I mean, you might be calling – agents of your favorite people to make sure that prospects didn't fall down the stairs or that knee that you're worried about isn't (laughs) flaring up. But for the most part, things should be done a couple days before the draft. Let's check in with some of our analysts here on the network. We have a pair of NFL draft shows, draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the Draft Dudes podcast, and let me just tell you, as a couple of Draft Dudes, we are really excited for this Locked On Podcast Network draft simulation where each host is going to make the picks for their team, and uh, I know it's not the real thing, but it's pretty damn close, and this draft 
promises to be very exciting with all the dynamics between the teams with multiple first-round picks and all the quarterbacks. So, Kyle, uh, I'm sure you're just as excited as I am. Yeah, the big mystery here is, from the quarterback perspective, how many can we get to go early? And then the other fascinating subplot is, when does the offensive tackle run start, and how fast does it go? Because there's generally considered to be four top offensive tackles. There's generally considered to be three top quarterbacks, maybe a fourth with Jordan Love if he sneaks in there, remains to be seen. And the order of all seven of those players who are feasibly top 12 talents coming off the board is going to be a really interesting scenario to see how it actually plays out here. I think just as interesting as the offensive tackle discussion is the wide receiver. Everybody knows this is a really deep and talented crop of receivers, but there's really exciting guys at the top of the board. You know, could we see six, seven, eight guys go off the board in the first round? When does that run start? And uh, who are those late first round guys that uh, teams that, you know, like the Packers or or like the Saints and Eagles and, and Vikings? Who do they get if they are uh, a left kind of picking the later half of those top tier pro- prospects? So uh, offensive tackles, quarterbacks, wide receivers, the NFL is a passing league. And you can tell that this um, this draft is going to really help these offenses be more dynamic. Yeah, it's a deep class, and we're going to have a lot of opportunities to see players that in a typical class are probably off the board by 20. They might be lingering here in the late first round, early second round. So lots to look forward to, lots to get into. Looking forward to see how these teams start their drafts. Hey, everybody, Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak from the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast here with you. Excited to go on this journey of the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. Ben, this is going to be a lot of fun. There's so many things that could happen in this mock draft. What are you looking forward to most? Yeah, it's always nice when you're able to get 32 guys, each of whom knows their team as well as the host in the Locked On Podcast Network do, and they can control for their pick. And then you have the freedom for things like trade negotiations as the pick comes off the board. You have the ability for surprises as each individual analyst focuses on their guys. I think, number one, we're not. it's not going to be a typical mock. It's not going to be like what we no, see definitely when not. only one person controls all 32 teams. There's going to be a lot more aggressive moves, so I expect to see big trade-ups. I expect to see surprising picks, yep. and that's that's the reality with these. When you're controlling just that one team, you go and get your guy. That's what we see in the league. I guess that's what we'll be seeing in this mock as well. I'm really interested to see how the offensive tackles go here in the first round because – It's just the possibilities are endless. We saw that in our guest mock draft series that we're doing on our podcast. But, I mean, what other positions are are big ones? Quarterback, wide receiver, probably, right? Well, I think, yeah, I think that when you're making these sorts of picks and it's it's catered to your audience for your podcast, you're tempted sometimes to go for those sexier positions. And the sexy position in this draft is undoubtedly wide receiver. So to me, I'm really interested to see. We know the big three will come off the board and Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. Who's wide receiver four? Who's wide receiver five? And just how many can we fit in this first round? Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ben and I are going to be back with you recapping a lot of these picks throughout the mock draft. I'm very excited, so let's get it started. Okay, Matt, we're here. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Is there any doubt what the Bengals should do here? They earned the right through their poor play in the 2019 season to be drafting number one overall on everybody's list. It seems to be the same name, the same prospect that should go first overall. If their phone is ringing, should they even be answering it, or do they know who the pick will be with the first overall selection in this draft? 
I mean, you answer it, and if someone offers you a Godfather-like offer, you consider it, and he still might not even say yes. I mean, I think Burrow is the super prospect. He would go first in almost every draft, you know, nine out of ten years. That's a gift, and the Bengals need it. He's an Ohio guy. They need to sell tickets. They need to sell jerseys. The offense that he falls into isn't in that bad a shape as first overall selections go. So I think it's kind of too good to be true. All right. With that, this draft is underway. Let's go to the hosts of Locked on Bengals and get the pick for Cincinnati. Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. With the first overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals easily and without second thought select Joe Burrow. In fact, Joe, we received no calls in the war room for the number one pick. I guess everyone just knows not to ask. And I don't think we would have considered any offers anyway. So we make this pick. This pick has really been made since maybe late December when the Bengals lost to the Miami Dolphins in week 16 of the regular season and clinched their first overall pick. Joe Burrow went on a tear in the playoffs after that. And the Bengals will finally get a franchise quarterback. First time they've drafted number one since 2003 when they drafted Carson Palmer out of USC. They're in that position again. The roster has been turned over on the defensive side through free agency. And I think they're looking at this squarely of saying our Super Bowl window opens again if we draft Joe Burrow number one in 2020. That's right. The Bengals don't just spend money to spend money. This is a strategic injection of funds into the defense to make themselves competitive while they have Joe Burrow on his rookie deal for five years. He's, of course, expected to come in and be a day one starter in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton is still on the roster, but will not be on the roster by the time training camp comes around. He might not even be on the roster by the time the draft is finished. We are looking openly to trade Andy Dalton for whatever assets we can recover. And if that doesn't work out, he'll be cut before Joe Burrow shows up for rookie camp or for the first offseason activity that we're allowed to hold with these rookies this summer. Joe, how much better does Joe Burrow make this team? Well, the quarterback is the most important position. And I think we're looking at a guy coming off a historic college football season that many have said is the best passing performance throughout a whole season in the history of college football. What does he do better than Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton has been the Mendoza line for starting quarterbacks in the league for a long time. And I feel like all of the skills you look for typically when you look at college quarterbacks, usually they are the big guys with the strong arms going near the top. And you say, can they function in the pocket? Do they have accuracy? How's their IQ? How's their processing? Uh, How do they do off script? All the questions you normally go into tape asking with Joe Burrow, those are all the answers you have with him based on tape and based on what he showed this past year. All of those things are not in question. He has them in spades. It's the arm strength, right? That's the only area you really question. And I would say it's very similar to Andy Dalton. So it should be an upgrade in almost every area of quarterbacking other than that. And that's okay because when you look at the best quarterbacks in the league over the last 20 25 years, whether it's Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, they all had those other features in their game without having a cannon for an arm. Simply put, Joe Burrow is the most influential recruit in LSU football history. In leading the Tigers to the 2019 National Championship, Burrow was fantastic. 
shattering school records and setting national marks that may not be touched. 5,671 yards and 60 touchdown passes for Burrow while completing 76% of his passes. His arm strength won't wow you, but Joe Burrow makes up for it everywhere else. His decision-making is elite, just six interceptions on the 2019 season. He's the son of a coach and a film room junkie. There's a story about LSU beating Alabama, getting back to Tus- from Tuscaloosa to Baton Rouge, and when Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator, got to LSU football ops that night to go get the cutups of the film, Burrow had already beaten him there. Burrow has very underrated athleticism. Not only was he a high school quarterback, he was also a high school basketball player. And his ability to move the chains with his feet is something that many have overlooked throughout this process. Burrow is a fierce competitor whose teammates love him, who rises in the biggest moments. Should Joe Burrow stay healthy, he will have a long, prosperous NFL career as a franchise quarterback. This is Matt Moscona of Locked on LSU, your source for LSU and SEC content every day. All right, Matt, there's the pick. Joe Burrow goes number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals, and there's a lot to like about Joe Burrow. I think maybe if you're nitpicking, you can find some knocks here and there about arm strength, which in some cases is completely overrated. And uh, I I like what was said by many smart NFL people in the past that the quarterback position isn't so much played with your arm once you get to the NFL level. It's played from the neck up. And I think that's where Joe Burrow really shines. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he is a good athlete. He has a remarkable head and poise and confidence for the game, processing, accuracy, He does not have a power arm, and that worries me a little bit considering the area of the country he's going to when it's sleeting and windy and, you know, in the NFC North and late in the year. We'll see how he deals with that, but that by no means would slow me down from making such a pick. He's a tremendous prospect. More Locked On NFL Draft special coming up. The Washington Redskins are now on the clock with the second selection. That was episode one, which debuted on Friday. If you missed it or any of the other episodes, just go check out the archive on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big-time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by WISE. Progress is great, isn't it? 
People listened to music on record players, then tapes and CDs. And now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it. Like with WISE, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies. So when you send, spend, or convert money with WISE, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try WISE for free at wise.com slash podcast. We ran a little long in the open, so I, I had a topic that I wanted to get to, and I'm going to save it because I still think it's something that is worth talking about, so we will get to that a little bit later. We are going to do a Periscope stream on Friday, a live Locked On Packers. We haven't done it in a while, so we're going to do it. A live show, 5 Eastern, 4 Central. A lot of you are working from home. It's a nice distraction. It's not going to be a Zoom. It's going to be a Periscope. So you don't even have to have your sort of work muscle memory up because it's not a Zoom. (laughs) We're going to have a beer and we're going to talk NFL draft. We're going to talk Packers. We're going to do all the fun stuff around this time of year. And look, a week from now, it's going to be NFL draft time. We're going to be getting ready to find out who the Packers are going to pick. And then we're going to spend a lot of time talking about those picks because what else do we have to talk about? Hopefully we have football to talk about. It seems like everyone is trying to make sure we can get sports back sooner rather than later. But of course, we want to be able to do that in the safest way possible for everyone involved. And and hopefully we're able to do that. So keep it locked right here. We're always trying to give you the best insight on what's going on with the team, which means bringing on people to talk about the players. And we're going to do that. We're going to do our profile series, our rookie orientation to get interviews from people who either covered or coached or played with these these draftees and get some insight on the kind of people they are, the kind of players they are, and what they will bring to the Packers. So a lot still coming up in the, in the next few weeks as we look toward the, the doldrums of the offseason. And we'll still try and keep it fun, trying to keep up the content and try and give you a distraction from what is crazy times in the world. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow to finish up the week. Remember, that's a Periscope live stream. You can follow me on Twitter to find that at Locked on Packers. That's the podcast feed. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. And you can subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. We got questions coming tomorrow, a lot to talk about. So hit me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.